What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two-Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast. And today, we have a really special guest in the building. Listen, this man is the busiest man in the entertainment business. Listen, this man is a DJ, an artist, a producer, a remix king, an engineer, an artist management, a video director. Listen, he also plays on Zip FM. You know who we have in the building today? We have ZJY Rush in the building today. What's going on, Big Boss? Then I must big up yourself, man. Big up all the people that are watching. You know what I mean? You don't know the thing. We're there. Mad. Thank you so very much for joining us today, Big Boss. Yeah, man. You know the thing, man. Representing, man. 2021. Greatest time for our interview. Turn a new leaf on these things. You know what I mean? Just kick off the, the year properly and let the people know what's going on. What's going on? You get it. I know So you're so busy. So let's get right into this here, all right? First question, like always, is... Where did you grow up and what actually got you interested in music in the first place? Born in Jamaica still, but then don't know the family did migrate. So basically when I was three years old, I moved to the Bronx. So basically from three years old up until I was about 11, we did, we did, the, um, we did the New York between the Bronx and Mount Vernon. Mm-hmm. And then um, my family was planning a move to come back to Jamaica still. I don't know. Big up New York and things still, but you know, really yard is the place. So basically, um during sixth grade of New York, my family did send me back to Jamaica alone for live with my grandmother. And then um that was a transition back home. So from first form basically up until fifth form, I was in high school in Jamaica. And then mother kicked me out of the yard in a fifth form. So yo, come out of the yard, send me back to New York, and then I did um 12th grade in New York and then two years of college up in Buffalo. And then after that, I was like, yo, nah, time to go back to Jamaica still, isn't it? So went back to Jamaica and then I just kind of been here since since then. All right. And what was it that piqued your interest in music in the first place? The first thing you remember about music? Yo, that's a journey, but I would have said, I mean, there's, there's a difference between the, the, the selector journey and then the, the taking the music thing serious. But back in the day when I used to be in New York, before Hot 97 still, mm-hmm. I used to record on cassette. My auntie did have a little radio downstairs in the kitchen, isn't it? So we used to go downstairs. Well, I used to go downstairs in the nights and record off. Before, before Hot 97, it was WBLS and um, Kiss FM. Mm-hmm. I used to record off them shows. So I don't know, like... For even Funk fa- Flex, the Buster really it was like Kid Capri and um, that whole generation. So in them time, the man serious. I don't know, man, up to like uh, one something, two something. I try to get the new song, them and make sure say, yo, get the song, them from my cassette, so I can listen it the next day. And these things, car and I like internet, the day them day. So you don't know. But in a high school, still, my my uncle did have a you know them components set with the wooden turntable where you press thing and it <laughs> got up on the record. Yeah, we did have one of that. So my brother, actually my brother did start buy some record. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, cool record, feel, feel all cool now because we have the record them in the yard and thing and we did start scratching that and then that did end up leading to brother bridging did have a one turntable and then bring it over and spiral. But that was high school days really when I came back to Jamaica that that side I did really kick off. Okay, so then it started in the States. So then at this time here, I guess this is hip-hop your, your, is your biggest influence at this time here now. 
Um, well, well, yeah, when I was in New York, definitely hip hop still. But you don't know my parents in the yard every day. They play them D Brown and them Gregory Isaacs and them Bob Marley and thing. So, you know, reggae music more than dance, I was always a part of the thing. But when I did really start love dance, I was when I moved back to Jamaica during a little sixth grade period, they back and forth. I'm, I'm a buck up in a like real dancer, little Lenny and um, that whole generation there. And I was like, yo, this bad. Is what I said. So it's really in that era, I can say that dance became my first love more than hip hop was in a damn day there. Got you. And then now, when you say your selecting journey, did that start in the States or that started in Jamaica? Uh, I really started in Jamaica in the same. So, so we're there in high school now. My brother started buying some record and two of us started buying buy, buy the record them. So, like the first two records I, I bought with my own money, me the Tech Bosco Aquarius in Africa, and I buy Man for Dead and I buy Tansobak. Oh, 45, I buy. I'm going to say, yeah, oh, I select and I don't feel like. But you don't know, like, we, did have, we started buying up a little bit of records. And when I was um, 13, mm-hmm. my brother friend them, they'd have a party up in a Stony Hill. Some, some UE with them, UE people, them, they'd have a little party. All of that me still, and them, and them, I don't know how it come to that, but my brother said, yo, yeah, we have, we have a sound. <laughs> so we go some boom now, and so we're going to DJ the party now, and you don't know, go up at the party. I had a stack of 45s that I already pre-planned from my yard, like about this big. So I'm going to the order from my yard, and I'm going to say, I'm going to play this, then that, then that, then that, then that, then that, then that. And, um, and I was 13. You see me? And we have two little idiot turntables, one of them belt-driven. So, you know, uh, but, but with the belt bus, so we use um, inner tube, cut up some inner tube and staple it together and have some spear belt because we know this can bust in at the party and of course it did. <laughs> so, in at the middle of the party, my brother run over and I use him hand and I, man for that! And I spin the record and people are saying, oh, I'll be a joke, but yeah. Long journey, but I was when I was 13. So I guess you can say I've been an official professional DJ since I was 13. Okay, wow. Because I know one of your first sounds, or I think this would have been your first song, was Black Talent. Yeah, well, the first sound, sound, sound that we started with my brother was a song called Siradan. And basically, when we did move to New York after high school, mm-hmm. we did definitely buy a sound system and you don't know we did amp rock and the whole thing, thing, thing. And um, we used to play out in the Bronx and play out in Mount Vernon and them type of thing there. So I was actually DJing in college too, them time there. But that was as Sarah Dan. Mm-hmm. But we was really doing it just, it was like a fun thing. Mm-hmm. And then when I came out to Jamaica after that, I'd end up buck up in a, my brethren, little brother. They just started a song. They never even play out yet. And them say, yo, Rush, we say your experience DJ here, right? But it was like, yo, me experience DJ, we need your help start. We have a sweet 16, and I come forward, come DJ. You play the hip hop, me play the dancer. So that was the first play out. That was a song called Black Talent. And then um end up link up with the Black Talent crew. And to this day, that's that's who I part with like hardcore, you know what I'm saying? So um there that was a that was really where I could have said why the thing to get serious. Because Black Talent did start, they, they kind of get the vibes, you know. We, we got booked for some big shows and play again, play alongside some big selector and them something there. So, yeah, it's really Black Talent would really take the thing out of the yard and say, yeah, would they have name pan flyers and these things and you know get paid for 
them type of thing there. And how long did that situ situation last for? And were you remixing at this time yet? My remix from, from the beginning, from a first get the first wooden turntable to something that may, may I use the instrumental and may I try to put other things on it. And uh, we used to DJ on it and rap and beer things. So um always was remixing. You see me? We did have a, a little machine in a, in, a, in a New York that was a sampler that could loop. So it wasn't just a regular sampler where you'd have to press, 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 press. It was like we could have set the entry point, set the exit point, and it would have loop. So they gave me crazy extra ability now. So now not only did I have a turntable playing an instrumental, but I could have tempo match that turntable with another beat on the machine. So I have two different instrumental playing at the same time. And then I had the other turntable for scratch. So I'm with a scratch in a acapella. And I may have some beer. Remix was always my thing. That wasn't, I mean, to this day, it's funny, but remixing is what made me become a DJ. And I've always loved remixing more than anything else. Isn't it? I mean, DJing always felt like work to me. I've never really said, yo, can't wait for God DJ. Nah, nah, it was always, we can't wait for Bill a remix and then maybe playing it in front of people and seeing the reaction gave me a joy. But actually DJing was always work. I would never think of it like that because I know you were one of the first people I actually seen that almost invented this style of playing dance hall and reggae music fast. Like you always had your own way of doing things. So I figured, hey, you would, this is what you can't wait to do. But now what you said makes sense where you build a remix and the remix is basically what got you into wanting to see the reaction from the crowd. So then that transpired into really DJing. Yeah, in a sense, you know what I mean? Like basically... It's it's the next transition. It's the logical transition. You you, you build remix them time there and all right cool. What why else you gotta do? Go and build remix for the rest of your life, isn't it? At the end of the day, you now I'm gonna build some remix and then bad. And um, people are come at the yard and I say yo that remix is bad or I'm gonna do a little two remix on a cassette and I'm gonna say yo that body man. And you know maybe I'm gonna do that. I say yo yo come play my party you now. Yo me have a little money for you. And I say yeah man I go pay me. And it it grew from there. But the the love was always into. In the, in the remix inside of it. Mm -hmm. In terms of the playing quickly now, yo, you see, playing quickly was something that I, I grew to learn. Because I understood the thing today. When I came into the business, you know what I'm saying, I, did, I used to look and, and learn. So, oh, what a big selector that man. You know, I was a big fan of Jaro, Stone Love, Super D, um, uh, City Rock. Etc. Etc. Um, so when I did come come and look at them, they kind of emulate and say, Yo, yo, I love all them do them thing. But when I started traveling as a selector at Desamigo School, you see me because yeah, me, I get all the date and thing. But when me learn how to mix certain records, and I think the biggest influences I got in terms of learning how to play music is in Atlanta. Yeah, man, when me used to go to Atlanta regular, I would say like every two, three months, we used to have a show in Atlanta, Memorial Drive, we used to have a club called Peacock, Wife Peacock, but we used to have a, a, show, we used to have a regular shows in, in that club. It's, it's me, that was like the dance hall club. And all the while, me and them, me just see some selectors just come with some different style. Like, yo, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is, as a person, oh, yeah, many men, whatever the song was at the time. And the man, they chop, 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 and me, I see this place, a shell. 
I'm going to say, yo, them money are bad. <laughs> and, and really and truly, I'm going to beat my chest. I took that style from Atlanta. It's a motif that style and, and incorporated it in other things. Like, I was like, all right, if them could have do that with them song, then we can do it with other songs. So, I mean, to play like Love Panani Bad and Get to the Point and Chichi Manfi Get Kiki. I mean, I play them song the line, line as a man, as I got Chichi Manfi and the crowd say, Kiki in a face, slow them up your feelings. And I was like, I fall out for far. And I took that style from Atlanta. And Jamaica took it from me. Yeah. So. so but yeah, man, Atlanta, I learned that. Big up Atlanta. Yeah, for real. Okay, so at this time here, when you were just venturing out and stuff, did you have the name DJ Rush or you had a different name at that time there? No, I have DJ Rush name from... I got that name on the very first song, Siradon, in a Jamaica. Because what happened is, them day they are Arrows days. is it me? And Scorpio, Black Scorpio Studio. Mm-hmm. Right? Now... My brother, them, them telling me a little boy still, you know. So, me nah, me never, me never did two. The first, first set of double plate, them. Me never did really there. The studio, them time, there. Mm-hmm. Not even really know how the double plate thing they really got. But my brother know, they say, yo, I'm going to cut some double plates and in the cut. Some like unknown artist, them and thing. But what we used to do is write down the name on, on a piece of paper and give them. And say, yo, you know, them there. This is what we need. Or sometimes we run a program and send, send like, yo, the name, them go to the studio. And on the name of the, of the, of the paper, was my, my real name is Russell. So we used to put Russ. So it was my brother Mark, Russ. I'm my next virgin called Gertrude. She's three away. So it goes a boom now. All right, Russ on the paper. And all the while, but we get back the doublet now. It came from one doublet, actually. I can't remember who they sing it. But it's like, we get the doublet now. And the first way I listen to it, in a car. we never did it when it vies. And we put it on the turntable and we listen to it. I say, yeah. And the man say, yeah, man, big up man like Mark, big up Gert, big up Rush. So I say, who? And the man him start laugh. I say, yo, like, are you that in a dog? I swear to you, it's stuck. That's stuck. So, yo, yo, DJ Rush, your name in a yacht. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Decades later, see DJ Rush, yeah. Mm. That's insane because when I met you as DJ Rush, I thought your name was DJ Rush because of how quickly you were playing. But you see how you see how crazy that is. <laughs> no, a big, it was a, it was a card nickname before it became a selector name. Yeah, a Russian name, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's that's crazy because in my mind it was always okay. You play quick. Russia makes sense to me, but hey, what do you know? Okay, so Black Talent here, you were there. How long did that situation last? And in what part of that situation did you meet masterly? Black Talent was 96 to 2001, five years. Mm-hmm. I saw, Jano, I saw long. A couple years still, if, yeah, yeah, 96, maybe the end of 96, to, yeah, yeah, to 2001. Yeah, man. Um, but I met Masterly before Black Talent. Because when I first came back from, when I first came, was it before Channel Star? I'm like, yo, confused. But when I first came back from New York, my brethren did, um, yeah, my brethren did there, New York. him did there, Jersey, me did there, New York. And the tour was say, yo, we're down with that cool something. I'm like, I, I can't deal with this no more. Boom. Moved back in Jamaica and I started going Yui. You see me? And um, my bridge was like, yo, I could, go, I could go audition for travelers and I could go try out for this travelers thing still. So I say, yo, dog, you serious, dog? A big sound like travelers. We, we are going to do up there. So end of the day, we went up to Papine, think up with Kirk Matthews, Lee Forward. Kirk was like, yo, we have two little youth interested in um, 
working with the sound, with giving the sound some remixes and being a part of the team. And Lee laughed and Kirk said, yo, man, let's go audition the youth, them and thing. So Lee carried back at the yard and I said, yo, I'm going to record on and see if I can do anything. And I'm like, yo, I can juggle, but I don't know how to talk on the mic. I, I don't. And them time, my voice was the finest voice. My, my, my voice was like a little, a little kid's. And I said, yo, come in and I'll talk on the mic, my youth. <laughs> Lee was like, nah, what about yourself, man? Let's talk. I said, man, you're going to flop me in a Lee. First I ever met Master Lee, you see me? But he said, yo, man, I'm going to go on. Let's chat on the mic, man. Don't worry about that part. Yeah, man, yeah, you bridging it flop. Like, fear, fear, fooling the show, I chat on the mic. And it was like a comedy show. I mean, Lee was just laughing, like, yo, what are them rocks here, man? And that was the end of that travelers thing. Yeah, yo, come out of my house, my youth, yo. Mm. Oh, no, no, good. But then, where Lee live was on my way to school. I mean, I have a pass, basically, that road there for go school. Someone while me used to say, yo, how you that they cool in a style? And we used to just stop and give him a link and he say, yo, yeah, I go on and instant connect. Just bridging best of friends for like decades after that. Every day, we just end up either on the way to school or usually after school, we just stop and we need to the studio and we tour with love scratch and a scratch turn table and a bill remix and one bag of chatting and isn't me? And it just so that was during Black Talent. Me and Lady just start on real bridging. Mm-hmm. at that time there and then i guess as you said back to that lasted for about five years and then after that was okay. it right after that into code red where you were by yourself and then to code red now well you see while i was playing black talent a lot of the acapellas came from lee because i was at lee studio so lee advice made up later and i was cool with nitro the cd sound at the time and lee advice mighty crown and so yo a couple of fly like crazy. Like, yo, me have every a couple in the world. Give thanks to Master Lee. So, me use them a couple there and, and, and build remix and see different for, for Black Talent. But I realized Black Talent had a glass ceiling. This is it. You know what I mean? It's like some of the man, them parents, I give them fight your school, your office. You can't go that weekend. Yeah. And, it was, it was like a joke thing relative to where I knew I didn't want to go in the game. Uh, you don't know me, you know this for, for around the world. Me never, you know this for just all our vibe and send me the day. I mean, me, to this day, I'm still Khaled lookout. You see me? So, me just see, say, yo, this thing, it have a, it have a ceiling. And, you know, there was, a, there was a, bigger, a bigger picture for this. So, basically, as I told Black Talent, say, yo, Y'all keep all the equipment, all of the dub them. I don't want nothing, but I'm out. That was the last time the song ever played out. It was it. Then there was never a date after that, which kind of showed you the, the weight that was on my back on the song after a while. It was really me putting in a, a chunk of the work. I'm not going to say everything, nah, but I was putting in a lot of the work and it couldn't really exist without me. So when I left, that was when the song started playing out. And instantly, well, I had already discussed with Lee still. So basically, um, it just went from one into the other. Boom, black talent to code red. Big, big, big. Because I know Lee gave us the um journey when you guys were starting out. I know it was you guys and um Super Hype was all part of the team and everything. But I know somebody like you, this is where I wanted to go because Lee gave us the beginning. Fully loaded. I wanted to get right to fully loaded. You guys won 04, 05, 06, and 07, four years straight. Right. What, what were your two favorite fully loaders? Um, I think that just got better and better because 
I mean, fully loaded. We weren't we weren't taken seriously as a as a bad boy sound or as a as a street sound or a country sound or nothing like that. Then we see we as an uptown sound. That's what we started. Mm-hmm. So we was uptown and me I play champion ball and immaculate ball and sweet sixteens and all of that. And that's where I was. And um what happened was we bust quick. Like the first we started 2001 and that first summer when we started, I played 13 nights in a row. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Me never do that yet. And it was hold on, let me turn off that's up, yeah. And um yeah, you hear me? Yep. Yeah, yeah, hold on. Yeah, so I was playing, I was playing out um I was playing out like crazy. So we started getting so many double dates that, and this was record days. So um, there were there would be double dates, and then Lee and Super Hype, Super Hype would MC, would would go one date, and then that would leave me to go the other date by myself. Is it me? I have no mic, man, or nothing like that. Them time I don't use, I, I wasn't talking on the mic. So we was already linking with with Blade, Standpipe link. You don't know the whole way of Kingston Six Youth except for Super Hype, but. Um, Blade had already worked with Master Lee, so certain dates Lee used to play, he used to use Blade, some dates he used to use me. And um, basically, I we didn't need an extra mic man for, for work with me. And then I would take the more hardcore date, because worse, Blade, Ghetto Youth, Hardcore, um, Crabby Shoot, Chat to the Gallery, and some Holy Powers and them something, then no kind of brought up CRD sense. Yo, send that you that when I get out with, with Rush going on. And I was always a more hardcore youth still than, right. than, um, than Lee and Super. I kind of have a street thing about me from whatever. So, through that now, I was noticing, say, yo, when me, when me go out, when me used to go out the country with Blade, it was a whole different vibe. Like, me and Blade start flat and dance. Like, you know, one different way. Nobody can't tell me nothing. Nobody never outplayed me in those years. It wasn't even close. Me and Blade was a, was a different type of team. And then that's when I did realize that, yo, we all get far in date, but the only place I'm going as a, as a, as a selector, I'll be in Florida and Atlanta, Florida, Atlanta, Florida, Atlanta. Me I say, yo, so nobody now book me for going to no England and nobody now book me for going to Central America and these places. Well, it's because the promoters in these places paid attention to the ghetto. Is it me? Them, them are look to see who tech champions in action. Mm-hmm. Or who are the big song with the shelf, um, Pepsi Teen Splasher, who tech fully loaded and are them dancers, promoter pre, not pre-campion ball and them not pre-hooded player a mass camp. You see me? Some, as, again, me never, me never really depend on this for, for those existing at the business. Me don't want to be the man. Mm-hmm. So, I realized that me and Blade did have the chemistry there and a the power there where, where, where I didn't see in the song before. Mm-hmm. And that's what led into the fully loaded them. Because I tell Lisa, yo, I could change the direction here, you know, because I want to go for this thing, you know, I want to go for the big boy them. And But it was, it was theory. It was all theory. Like, yo, it, wor- it worked last week when I played in Clarendon and Mandeville and we saw Isaiah, um, Mandeville all the while and, Man- and St. Elizabeth. It's theory. I figure say, if we could take some of that hardcore up a little bit more and run in at the bad man and dance them. Mm-hmm. But but we never get the support from the game. Business never believe in it. We're uptown sound that. And the people them never really believe in a way it neither. So I think they got better and better. 2004, we went fully loaded. It was in the liquor sound section. And um, murdered it, but nobody never believed in it. The two artists alone showed up at the studio that was Assassin and Bling Dog. 
Nobody else never forward. Zero, nobody. And I call everybody. Time, the studio was hot this time here, too. Yeah. Studio hot, man. Everybody, our bridging. But nobody now giving a dub for gonna fully load it. For what? Code red. Waste of time, them sound. Yeah, man, you're not gonna play early. You're not gonna play too like a remix, scratchy, scratchy thing. And then you're not gonna left. I met the big selector them for. And we said, all right, cool. And we use remix. We use. But be a tech nitro a couple of them I might crown this I'ma take that a couple and rare wherever I could I get nothing. Sometimes I take out the bass out of 145. I want to use that and tech 2004. I learned the game. And then when 2005 better, I enjoyed that one better, was more confident. 2006 now was hilarious. That was why I left. Go on with a bag or something that's so and then 2007 was I think I had more fun in 2006 because 2007 was war. So, you know, war thing is more hype on the ball. You know, when a man say X, you find that up there. And Rayan, it was serious. You know what I'm saying? That, that it's serious. So That was the one with uh, Firelinks. Yeah. What was your intention going in? Because I asked Lee, what was his intention? I want to hear from you. What was your intention for Links that that, that fully loaded? Well, I never I never Links alone with the cuts, cut dub for you. Know? Mm-hmm. We cut dub for everybody. We cut dub for Jazzy T, although we and him got it. We cut dub for um, Firelinks, Mataran. Uh, I think something is still in it. I'm not sure, but that we have dub for everybody that did that year. There because, I mean, in my mind, me don't know, so we are the baddest thing at the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Seeing so, my confidence high, and I've been writing dubs for years. So, me know, say that dub here with me, right? That Makadai man here, and that Vegas here, and that Beanie man here, them connect when me play this sound dead. Boy, dead, and me never got it with no shakiness or no. Yo, me wonder if me know say any how we get for play panda dance yeah. You see me? Nothing can test we. A man did. A man would have to go as hard as we did and cut the world out of, and then and then we would have see world war three. That's about confident man. Me now, I not like me. I'm a first time in a fully loaded. This was actually my fifth time. Mm-hmm. You see me? Cause we did play in two thousand one too, as a as a liquor song. And okay. it, it, yeah, and it, I knew what I was doing. I mean, my, I mean, me and Lee played Diamond did up on the song by 2007, so he must just 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 get hired. So confident, man. God, if a kill, crazy, crazy. Can I remember that? That is one of the most that fully loaded is one of the pivotal moments of fully loaded. The code red versus fire links here. That's one of those ones that you talk about forever. Yeah, man. And people still, yo, it's funny, man, because big up Firelinks. Firelinks are better than Marriott. Totally. You see me? But he has a he has a huge legacy. Big up Firelinks. But undeniably, we'll kill him that night there. You see me? Dead. And um, people don't like to give us that credit because in a fit their mind, yo, Code Red can't kill But it was a pivotal moment. P.O., you go watch the video. It up on YouTube. You see me? And I'm proud of that because we work for that. We work we work hard coming from a song and nobody never read in 2004. No art is never business. No Nagi went a dub. To 2007, I, I'm rushing one of the youth them where I used to look up and buying cassette them in 2000, in, as a little boy in the 90s. I buy my bodyguard cassette them. And... Yo, it's undeniable. So, I mean, pivotal moment, great moment for Fully Loaded. You see me? Um, that's a great moment, moment for myself. 
inspiration for all little sounds. Believe on yourself, man. What? Them man, them man, I'm a grow up, come see. You see me? And I'm a rush, them man, they're wicked. For real? An, for an sure. artist believing in me too. Because I'm tell them, hey, some of them dub there. I mean, you write them. Some of them, I'll you write them. Some of them, the two of you write them. And it worked. You see me? So, yeah, man. That's crazy there. So, after links, clash wise now, who else did you guys take on at that time there again? Well, you see, the thing is, after that, my whole life changed. As in, after 2007, I went into 2008. Like the lowest, the lowest point in my life was 2008 still because it's like you name it, it went wrong. Like the girl who made it there with is so me. I said that was a big part of it. that mashup. So me, so that mashup the same time now. Um, made it I run a business, business started lose money. So I was running like a, a internet cafe kind of game place, game shop type of thing that start lose money. Holy things. I stopped playing music. 2008, I didn't even DJ. So I went from being like, basically, the number one selector. Mm-hmm. Book out, fly around the world. 2007, I wasn't in Jamaica any weekend from, from July back to January. I think I spent two weekends in Jamaica. Every weekend, I was on a plane. And 2008, I just stopped. Psychologically, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I just said, yo. I just, so I said, so after that was when I basically... Handed the button over to um to Lank and Diamond for that period. So that changed the whole sound. Like there was a rising quarter and then it stopped. And it stopped because whole heap of little things going in the sound between the little members them still. And then me as the main driving selector, I lead the kind of ease out at them time the long time as the main selector for years. So when I did stop, whole heap of things changed. And then selector promoters were booking me. Them, yeah, them want rush come at them dance. Rush wasn't available because Rush wasn't was I wasn't even in Jamaica for the murder that way, 2008. But then I fly out, I was in Canada. You were all here. Yeah, I was in Canada. I was chilling. Just yo, I have, have a girl, um, but they live down um I think down at G inside. <laughs> Is it me? So me you, you like yeah. bad you like bad girls, bro. No, not really. But I just, I just, that's where she did live. Uh, I don't know. Nobody never, I, I mean, I'm comfortable wherever I am. Is it me? But it made it up she and I may have, may have two cousins up there. Mm-hmm. So I, mean, I need to clear my meds and get my, get myself back focused mm-hmm. into, into what I go on in my life. Is it me? I couldn't do it in a Jamaica car. Everything was reminding me I'm a business where, the, the business where I have to pass it every day and my girl and my money, them time, the money, money done because me I pump it in one business when I work and then I play out for earn back and then me I fly out and play and go to Canada and I work up there and I just there eat and all the other things so but I had to get my brain I had to get my mind straight mm-hmm. so that was 2008 for me and that changed the direction the whole, the whole momentum of where the sound was going as a war sound it changed up until when Chris Diamond decided to say yo Armton take up back this what day and, and re-fire um, back the legacy of the war side of Coderd. Yeah, that makes sense there. So then now you took off 08. When you got back 09, what was your, what was the direction that Rush had gone in at that time there now? Um, well, inside me is a motivated youth, you know. You see me? So I kind of got back into my old mind frame. I, yo, I, mean, I take over the world and I'm telling you, I eat that old band, I'm the thing. So 
And plus, my mom's had a big part to play in it because my mom's randomly out the blue say, yo, there's a conference going on in Orlando and I want you and your brother to follow me, go up there. And it's a, it was like a motivational conference where basically, I forget the brother's name, but he was talking about, you know, like life lessons and business lessons and, you know, motivational stuff, kind of like a, just like a, any one of the motivational speakers, you know what I'm saying? And um, is that change, get me off of the ground, you know? I'm going to go that, you know? And um, worse, but they have a girl in Ireland at them time there. And so I went there, took in this, this, this Les Brown type of conference that got me so fired up, boom, connect up with my new girl who made it end up there for years. That fixed that problem. Um, and I just came back to Jamaica with a fire in me again. Is it me? And if you notice, if you ever listen to me on Zip FM, I always play motivational clips. Every show, every single break. Not every break, but like almost every hour I play like a little clip of whatever. Whatever I'm buck up in the night before or whatever I saw on my Instagram, um, whatever, that, that, that motivated me. I just posted something on my Instagram that's motivational because I realized how it changed my life going hearing these people say these words so how, how do i know that there's somebody in jamaica right now or who are listening online who who upon some suicidal thing or, or cannot find a way to pick themselves off of the ground and i was there mm -hmm. in terms of depression and i try to find back a direction and it's them words that change me and get me back to being rushed you see me so i say yeah what well, i have an obligation now when we have the people them ears for not just there and play the newest song you saw me, I said, it's, I got to give back to what got me it fixed. You saw me, I said, and enough people my, my, my go around and say, yo, Rush, I'm not lie. So what you did play changed my life. And I hear that regular, regular. So me, I said, Jano star. So I know some of on something with that. You know what I'm saying? But what was, it, what, was it, what was the question you asked a while ago? Though? Was what after you came back oh, yeah. next? What did you right. get into? Well, well, I came up in at the time when, when the, the selectors that were around me were like Left Side Esco, Razan Biggie, Renaissance, Don Carleone used to play Vendetta Sound. Remember me and Don Carleone? The last time I played with him, I, I, I danced with him was in um, Margaritaville, Moby. You see me? Okay. I mean, look around and me literally see my money get shell. I'm going to say Don and, 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 and Cartel I drive the same brand new Lexus. Jeep, the Harrier. I'm going to say, hold on, I see him done when, when me and him used to play dance and Margarita. I walk going there. So I'm going to say, left side escort them now, them thief them, dub them out of the van. I know this is dub days. You can't go and buy back or download back us. You, you, you hold out your remix them. Gone. Mm. And them decide, say, yo, artist thing we are dealing with now, you know. I'm going to say, left side escort, I look on some different money from me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I remember when Dasika just started and came and gave me their first CDs to sell in my shop. And I said, that's sick of them start bus and go out with a bag of things. And me, I said, well, and you know, maybe, maybe I'm climbing the wrong ladder here. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe I need to be over there with them money and the production thing. But you see, the thing is, no, I realize, uh, you know, in this game, in this life, as a matter of fact, you got to have something for offer. You know, really, you know, the big people thing. You see me? Like, you got to have... A man come to you and say, "Yo, you, you need a favor from Rush. Yeah, how are you helping my life right now, bro? I don't mean that in a narcissistic way. I mean, like, I'm a busy dude. 
if I go to the gas station and then I leave and I go to the stoplight and I go down to the supermarket, like six people are going to stop me and say, yo, they have a new song they want me to play up on the radio. But why you, bro? You see me? I say, how, how, how did you prove to me that you're the next wickedest thing? You see me? You have to, you have, to have something for offer. You have something for something for sure. I mean, you know, for the artists, them, what them response for is radio. It's only radio can help them. So I wanted to be a producer. Mm-hmm. And I decided to say, yo, if me want to be a producer like Dan and like Mr. Dupes, Low Black Chinese, uh, and go produce for every artist in the whole universe. And is it me? If me want to do that, the easiest way for make a man pick up him phone and say, yo, me have a rhythm for you is to say, yo, me have a rhythm for you. I'm rushed from the radio. God. So my, my radio thing was literally to facilitate production. You see what I say? Because I know some of them a big thing when a man and now, yo, the man, they start enough, the member say where we come from, and yo, what all of that? What all of that, dog? You want me to play a song? Good, we're having a conversation right now. Nothing wrong, but here we go on, I hear this, it's bad advice. You see me? So, me and Lee did this because he went on the radio, he ended up on Hot 102, mm-hmm. and I was like, yo, let me try off a zip. And one phone call, both, yo, Rush, what do you mean? Ready, forward. Boom, no audition, no nothing. So, I just boom ended up on zip 2009 right after 2008 life life just kick off back in a whole different way again yeah okay so then you went radio to get into production so then now you're in radio you're doing your stuff 09 when did you actually launch your first production then well when we did just when we did go up on when i just came back in 2009 we put out a rhythm called enemy lines i remember code red hot you know Mm-hmm. I lead just I come off a biggest studio, so the links them hot and I didn't even need to use radio. We use code red strength. I will go so both now and drop enemy lines and bad rhythm, horrible mix. Like the rhythm mix back way. Yeah. Like when the kick when the kick for knock, it, 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 you know you hear nothing. But when the, the, the piano lick, yeah, your bass line and yo, it mix it mix back way. Yeah. And I, I didn't know what the mix was. So me go for play my own rhythm when I go out and I say, yo, this sound like nice. Or me I play my rhythm and people are look for me like, you take off that now. Then I got for understand as I think I'm uh, mixing engine and I had no clue what that was. I thought mix me like, yeah, mix like a selector. That's when I, I decided to say, yo, this not going to happen again, you know. And um, all of those things you said I am, mixing engineer, producer, uh, none of that was hubris. That all of that was literally necessity. Because I don't necessarily have the dollars for say, boy, yo, I put out four songs that month, or Ray, I'm going to shoot four video, I'm going to pay a man for mix four songs for me, and then I pay a man for master. Yo, how that, that, how that job in? Mr. Steven, I mix for him one thing, them. So why me can't do it? You see what I say? My, my theory, my philosophy has always been what man has done, Rush can do better. You see me? So I'm going to boom, I'm going to download my own Da Vinci. I'm, uh, right now, you have the school of YouTube. I'm going learn how to do my own editing for Da Vinci Resolve. And I'm teach myself how to mix. Nobody not told me nothing. All the show me is like, yo, you have a thing called Pro Tools, dog. Stop using acid, no youth. <laughs> yo, I'm good with my acid. If I can start mixing in acid. Okay. Say, yo, Lee, yo, I'm mix. You have to give me that in acid, you know, brother. Come in, I use a Pro Tools something there, you know. I mean, it's, so forget it. Jump on Pro Tools 8. And then um just go from Pro Tools 8 and then just elevate, elevate, elevate to me then know. But all of them things that are just necessity, necessity. Oh, I better mash up my production with mixing, me need to start mix. 
oh yeah, yeah i wasn't building the rhythms at first the rhythms you're building is whack you know build what me want all right me leave. make me i start not rhythm them the real way and it just natural progression where okay this is what i need you always fulfill the void that okay this is what's needed let me do it let me do it right. i can at least try and see right. what happens from there. Crazy. Okay, you guys doing production. I know the first hit was um No Cream to, to My Face, Bounty Killer. Yeah, the first big hit. Yeah, we did have some song like the Cartel Comforter, Go On With That Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like a song here and there. But yeah, Bounty No Cream to My Face was like the song when I say, yo, John Star, eh? big hit and thing. I lead it, not the rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, me didn't mix it. Um, Basically, the whole we put it together, Blade brought it to Killer. So, yo, Blade got check Killer now. Yo, what you mean? And Blade got, got bleach for Killer and try to get advice. And real teamwork effort and we get advice. And such a feeling like, yo, I'm going to see Bounty go up on some fest and DJ that, you know. I'm going to see the place lift. I'm going to see Jano Star. I might tune that. A different type of feeling, isn't it? So, yeah, man, big up Killer for that. Crazy. And as you said, one of your earlier street hits was um, Comforter by Vibes Cartel. So then at this time here, when Bounty came out with No Cream to My Face, this was a diss to Vibes Cartel. What did, especially with you and Cartel, what did that do for your relationship with you and Cartel at that time there? Yo, the thing is, you know, all right, you see, at that time, you know, the Gully Gaza thing, it was one of the few selected them that could have gone. Like, Moda leave Cartel Studio around Havendale and go up on Movada. Um, father said, Why well, go on rush and go by me? Where I come from? You know, so I come from down uh, a Carter Studio. Mm. Uh, you know, this a gully guy's attention, you know. But but basically, I'm good with Cartel from from Cartel used to there on a Lee. Mm-hmm. You see me? Cartel. In fact, I booked Cartel for a show. My cousin keep a show in a Saint Elizabeth and, and I booked him for the show in a 2000. You see me? Way back. Wow. So me know Cartel for years, years. And then I met Mavado when Serrani did just start work with him. And Serrani came up on my game shop. You see me? So Mavado and Serrani drive come up at the yak. I mean, I had a big selector them time. I said, yo, Craig, yo, I need that. that yo, that you the Vado body, you know? And he carried Vado up at the shop and carried two dogs for me. You know? And Vado did like, mm, yes, you. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so that's when I met Vado run at the game shop and... Them time they get the dog. Them want war, eh? But them are Fred still. Fred still. Them know them are where we come from. Very. Um, we get that dog there, and um, so me and the man them did have a really, really, really good friend relationship. Mm-hmm. You see, me, me and Cartel are bridging. Me and my father are bridging. No, me never tell Killer what advice, you know. Yeah. We send a reading go game, and we get back the thing and listen it. I said, "Bombard, man, got this um, thing there." So what me did do now? Mm-hmm. It's my drive. First thing I do, my drive around a father around me. Mm-hmm. And then that day, they the studio, they ram, 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 ram. And my the outside, I'm a call Rhino. Mm-hmm. I'm say, yo, Rhino, yo, I want to hear something, dog. And I'm say, where them? I say, I'm the outside. I'm say, all right. So him forward outside, call, yo, I couldn't even get no chance for go inside, go make Addy hear the dub, the, the, the song, because. Studio, yo, like a thousand people there at the studio that day. Bare people from foreign and Japanese advice and baiting. So me and Rhino sit on in at the car. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a plate. And Rhino said, Jano. Because this is when Killer and him are, are chowed back and forth, sang, sang, sang. And him say, eh. You know, the man go do our next song for, um, for, 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 for Adi, Jano. And him, ka, 
call Carter from him phone for me when I'm a kid. I say, yo, Ari, you know, say the boy I do a next song for you. And when I know what Carter say, and something, something, some conversation, and couldn't too pre at the time, and everybody busy, 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 busy. And I try to get Ari for ear to the car. In my mind, I didn't know, so we're a brother still. And my ear, Stephen, who him and Stephen are bridging them time, advice, be a song where I diss him. Me and other people advice, be a song where I diss him. So in my mind, all right, cool. You voice back a song now for murder. Mm-hmm. So me I say, and, and that killer tell me, hmm, okay, I'm going now, make him, make him go kill it now, hmm, make him go voice back something now. Hmm. And that killer tell me he's killing it <laughs> So me and me feel like, say, all right, everything, Chris, I just, I just part of the game as being a producer this. You see me? Anyway, time passed now, time passed. I can't get Adi for listening to this. Me and Adi no linking. I forget the details are all long. But Killer Tech theme song, and run a road with it because him have him have it. So him gone a wedding wedding with it and couple plays, especially wedding wedding. And him a him a billa him out there promote theme song. And me there my mother yard the day. My phone ring. I say yo. I say I'm here voice a rush. What I to go do, dog? I say who this? What is? Let me know who this. I can't tell. <laughs> say, what say we are talking about, dog? I say yo. Them in your song, I play on it. The man in my tummy say, you produce it. I'm saying, I did. Then, then the same song, I'm going to carry it to make it here, bro. Which song that? Man, I totally no member say me that we're going with, right? I'm not member that. I'm vexed. And I'm saying, yo, Rush, oh, what kind of thing I deal with, dog? And Ray Ray, I'm saying, Carter. I'm going to tell Killer for Vice no song. I said, Vice it. I care for you, come answer back his song. You see me? And you know, answer back his song. And that's what happened. He told me, say, him now answer back Killer. That cartel tell me and forget. <laughs> so when we remind him, say, say yo, bro, are you me make it hear this song I use and you know, answer to them. Say yo. Oh yeah. I didn't calm down and say, oh. So I say, yo, I say, yo, brother, you can't be like that for bro. Come like me can't win. We can't win. Because killer, it's just funny, man. I don't even want to talk about that. But killer did vex me the week before. Because he must say, I play a card tell me I play for my radio show. I mean, uh, one bag of ba- killer vex. Because he must say, yo, a Gaza, I say. I call me vex. Say, I do a song for kill him. And, <sighs> be a thing. But, I mean, me and the two men, good. Like, within the conversation, me and Carter that run joke. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Killer, like, a couple days after that, me and Killer run joke. And he must tell me about the remix with Bill with, um, with him and Jay-Z, really, man. Nothing but love. Nothing but love. It just, you don't know, two little feelings. I'm here to play a bad cartel and Ray and then me Ray. You know, the fashion that the little vibe at the moment. But everybody was, I've never really had a bad relationship with, with none of them. Yeah, no, Whatever. that's good because especially it's a it's a very fine line that you're you're walking when you're a producer, you're dealing with all type of artists. You got to know what you're doing when you're dealing with these guys also. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And, and you have to remember the game that we in. I'm not I'm not in the, the banking game or I'm not in the the sell diapers game or sell banana. This is a game where everybody, including the mixing engineer, is a star. Like Red Boom can say, me have, me have a me have a celebrity thing, I'm in mean, Red Boom as a as a as a mixing engineer. Not to mention the selector them, where they on radio and in the streets, them I walk up and down with them chest side, them a star. The artist them a star. So you're dealing with egos that are bigger than the whole world. You understand? Which is the number one problem with the entertainment game. But 
everybody feel like them is the wickedest thing. Everybody is God, God in a this and God in a that and uh, emperor of that. And so it's very hard for not crush somebody too along the way. But sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need to crush somebody too to really realize if that youth rate you or that youth just say, all right, him depend on the radio or him is a selector, I can use him. You, you have to test friendship sometimes. Mm-hmm. You see me? And, I, and I, that me realize in my career, like, oh, so you go hear some me to do that and you go say that? Then you never rate me. I rate cartel because when him hear some me think that, him call me. I said, Rush, how that go? You see me? When Killer did say, yo, me hear you play one bag of Gaza disrespect song, Ray, 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 Ray. Him come to me. I said, Rush, what that? That me rate. So me know, say, end of the day, them youth are genuine mm-hmm. to me as a youth. You see me? And they remember where we are forward from. Come remember, say, the 90s me are forward from with Killer. You see me? So, that you need for have some time. You need for buck up in some ego and say, who are going to try to fix things that who not rate you? I'm going to learn that in the last part. In my on-stage days, I'm going to learn that. I'm going to say, who really did rate Rush? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hold on. You were part of on-stage too? Well, uh, I, I, I've been on Missy, what now? Maybe six, six or seven on-stages? Six. Mm-hmm. I stopped going on on-stage when, when I decided I was going to take a break on-stage. Because you don't know, I'm, I've I've done enough speaking about other people's careers. I was I want to speak about my career and my artist career. If it ain't about that, I don't want to talk about it. So that's why I stopped doing that. But I know how to do it. Remember, I was Hype TV's uh, interviewer for a long time, so I developed into being a a a, a thing there and an interviewer. So I, I've interviewed many artists. I've interviewed everybody from Coffee. I've interviewed Chronics. I've interviewed, you name it. I've interviewed them. Sham, straight back. So um, Tommy Lee, when Tommy Lee a war killer, in the middle of the war, I interview Tommy Lee. That's why you go pray that interview there. Wow. Yeah. And me and killer attack during the interview, pan my BBM, <laughs> about the interview. Rush, you know, and then it make no sense. <laughs> and then now, and then now, but I tell Tamili, say, yo, you know the killer I want to interview. The man say, mm, let me talk to him there. Take my Blackberry and him and killer gone outside for my Blackberry and I wore up on my phone. I be a thing. I be a thing, but yeah, what a crazy thing, man. Crazy, crazy thing. But me no go outside. I say, yo, yo, no help and done this. Come on and go outside and see what the money I deal with on my phone. Next thing you know, killer prima like, yo, I'm gonna forget Tamili my phone for go talk to him, man. Be a something. But yo, me a joke. Major, yeah. big up family. Next, cool, 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 brother. You see me? But um, I, 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 use, I, I developed that doing Hype TV and then, and then uh, Winford did interview me on for, you know, because he realizes that was an opinionated dude on the radio mm-hmm. and he brought me on and the show was great. Mm-hmm. You see me? And he realized I, could, I was expressive in my opinions and stuff like that. And I knew how to get my point across. So he, he kept on bringing me on as part of panels in anything in reference to... um. Uh, dancehall so does the star like i've I, i've I, I correspond with the, you know the star and the gleaner all the time when they need an opinion on something that is dancehall related they know so rush i got our opinion and i'm afraid for talk it you see me kind of like football bigger football my brother so um yeah so 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 basically i've been on stage many times on many many different topics you're listen it's 
the more you know about rushes, the more you understand, boss, this man has tried a million different things in this industry. So it's not like you're a one-trick pony at all. You've been everywhere doing everything. Yeah, man, yeah, man. But, I mean, yo, they say they say that when they, uh, when they interview the elderly, you know, and this is something that I say all the time, is when they interview the elderly, the elders say they, they regret what they didn't do. You see me? I remember at the end, of, not what they did. I remember the end of Titanic, when when she, when she had freeze freeze and and the little rich brother there and she hide from him, and then she went and did everything she wanted to do in her life. And then when she old, oh, she looked back and she had flight plane, and that's my legacy. That's how I want to do it. So I'm done this. More for no say yo. Hey, everything I do. My voice sang for myself. Me me produce. Me me go up on the radio. My, my, my travel all over the world. 2019, I was in Japan. I was in China. I've been all over Central America, everywhere in South America. I, I played on every Caribbean island, everywhere. So Africa, everywhere. I'm more I know when I'm done with this, you know. You can say, yo, I did it. Mm -hmm. I did it. You know, I did that I did too. It. I did that. I did it my way. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. No, that's big right there. All right, radio now. You're on the radio. You're doing a lot of stuff. Does radio at this time here, when you first started out, did it start to almost conflict with you being a producer also? No, nah, not, not at all. Why? Because you'd figure, okay, you're a radio. From the outside looking in, you'd figure that, okay, you're on the radio, you're a DJ, you're, your job is to promote songs and program these songs here. But now if I'm programming, am I ethically allowed to program my own songs? Yo, end of the day, we, I can, I can speak for Zip FM. Mm -hmm. I play a mix show. It's a mm -hmm. four-hour mix show. Mm -hmm. I mix like I'm at a party. I don't water down my mix. That means I play hundreds of songs every show, and I got multiple shows a week, mm -hmm. right? So the day I'm on listen to my radio, first of all, what the day I'm on listen to my radio show, I hear me play something and say, and say yo, I, I only theme song them alone in my play up on the radio. Then what kind of, how many hundreds, how many 60, 90 songs do I got to play of my own self to dominate my own show? That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. The second thing about it is this, and this also concerns payola. Mm -hmm. The majority of my money comes from shows. This comes from being a DJ, right? Now, there's 16 ZJs, 16 on one station. I better not can't call the 16 name them. You see me? Now there's 16 ZJs on my station. And me and everybody on the station are brother and sister. But they're technically competitive com competitors to me in terms of being booked for shows. Mm -hmm. Then you have other stations. Then you have Road Selector. The minute I water down my show, I'm killing my own food. You see me? Because I'm not going to say, yo, rush no good. But I'm a book ZJ XYZ instead because him show give me a more vibes. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I got to maintain my show's vibe and integrity for my own food. Forget about anything else. Forget about the moral code of what we're doing. For my own food, me have to make sure say, yo, me book out every weekend. Because I have to strike when the iron hat. Man, I got there forever. Mm -hmm. You can have years like COVID where we don't play at Nanta. So me have to eat food when we can't eat food. And I'm competitive like that. It's so I say, I want to know, say, yo, me not, me not like for them my yard and know, say, yo, me up on the radio to me a selector for how much years. But me there my yard and me I look the whole of my selector bridging them, the zip GG them, the, everybody there. Yo, me there seeing things right now. Yo, me there firing, me there, me there my yard. Nah, burn that. Mm -hmm. So I have to go, I have to go hard. 
You see what I say? Now, when I do play my own stuff on the radio, remember this, you know, I have endless songs of my own self. So if I wanted to, I could have played a four-hour show of rush, rush music, you know. Um, I have RDX tour the world. I can play a bag of RDX. I can play... Um, me, 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 and Spice got. I've DJ that Spice's DJ already. I've, I've been, I've been Mac Diamond's DJ. I've been RDX's DJ. I've been Dwayne Stevenson's DJ. I, I could play all of my friend them songs plus Jackal plus my own song them woman. You know, I got an album of my own Rush music that I have not played once. I haven't even released one of those songs from 2008. I have an album sitting down there, mixed, done. Because I mean, I focus on my own artists. So if I was really going to overdo it, I could have overdo it. But then all I'm going to do is kill myself. I'm going to say, you're Russia, idiot DJ. You see me? I say, I'm not getting a show again. Women succeed in her. I don't depend on that. Yeah, of course, I'm playing the one them were, were bad. But that's what, if I'm releasing a new Jackal and Skilly Bang, it'll run the whole place. I get hundreds of thousands of views. Every woman go people are talking about the song. Yeah, I'm going to play it. So what? That's part of it's just like you're playing it, just like you play anybody else's production. So it's all part of the deal type of thing. Yeah, and, and then tell me and, and then I want a man to tell me some song no bad. And if you don't like it, that's cool. I, I I respect that too. But I play what I think is wicked. Some of that includes my own music. But if you listen to Rush Radio Show and you'll be fair, that's maybe two songs out of my entire hundred. I don't play a lot of my own stuff. I mean, not upon that. I mean, let's be real. You know what I'm saying? Why? Why? And then people must say, you're the brother that no, you know, start him do a play. No, for what? And I got to hold my own vibes to my own self. Mm-hmm. I mean, not upon I'm not want to hear just my own vibes. I'm a bridging him. Why your song? Makes sense. As a producer, who influenced, who influenced you to get into the game? And, and this is the style that you like as producer. Um, I don't, I don't think there's a producer that I would say, yo, I'm my producer. That. Nah, nah. I mean, I, I, I just, I just, I don't know. I, there's no, there's no producer that influenced me to follow them style or nothing. If there is anything that has influenced me as a, on my production side of it, it would have been the nineties overall. You see me? Cause there's a lot of what the, the RZA did with Wu-Tang that Marit. You see me? Maria or Puff Daddy used to sample some stuff and, and flip it into my own way. It's bad. You see me? Um, Dre, I got a lot of respect for Dr. Dre. Dre is murdered it to me. So there's some hip-hop DJs I read. But dance style, I mean, I got a respect for a lot of people. You know, my respect, of course, Dave Kelly, the great Est, um, Tony, etc. You see me? But my own style is so different from all of theirs that I would study them thing and say, okay, this is what Dave did. And, you know, I respect Dave a lot. Not really as just as a producer, though, because I respect him as a songwriter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, in fact, it was an interview on your show with Degree. Yeah. When he was telling me about, you know what I'm saying? Like, I watch your show and him on Degree is like your old dog. I did not know that Dave wrote Old Dog and, and Suzuki. I know he wrote all of the stuff on from. Obviously, productions are associated with him, but never, I never think about him for them for them song. Then. Mm-hmm. You see me? So, um, Dave is the M A N, you know what I mean? But knocking the way he builds his rhythms, I don't, I don't think like I don't build like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I just do my own, my own vibe, and 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 each production I do is inspired by a different thing. 
Mm-hmm. Some of them, most of them are singing my own brain. Like, my thing is in the shower. I mean, in the shower singer. I had a body sting in the show. If, if I could like, if I could have a concert, <laughs> can't tell me someone wouldn't shell every dance, you see me? But it's in there, you know, so I always, when I'm taking a show, I have my phone right there. Because I guarantee, and I usually play music loud. So I mean, you know, I just want to start writing the song, man. Um, I build a lot of the rhythms right there. So I'd, I'd sing, I sing out like, I'd say a good majority of my, my rhythms, I'm singing on my phone. And it just comes to me like, yo, Jano, I'm going to sing it on my phone. I'm going to sing the hi-hat, I'm going to sing the melody, I'm going to sing the bass line, I'm going to sing the, the kick and the snare and record it. Then I come in and play it back over in the studio. But different inspirations. I don't... Mm-mm. Makes sense. What was thing there? What was it like actually meeting RDX and touring the world with them? Yo, me, I didn't know them a long time, you know. But uh, I think we linked up to voice a dub for... A clash at the time. I can't remember which clash. And is in other is in other voice in there. Um they just did um girl make your body jump, 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 jump. And it never it never out yet. So after we done do the recording yet, him say, yo, rush, hear this. What do you think about this? I'm gonna say, yo, this is the weirdest song I've ever heard in my life. Stop said that's like a weird boy, bad. It bad, it bad, but that song is weird. And I was the first person to play it on the radio. Hmm. Take it, um, yeah, I'm gonna take it and go play it on the radio. I'm say, yo, that's like a bad star. I don't even know if anybody played it in the street before me. I don't know, but I know I was definitely the first to play it on the radio. And um, them, them, there was just two dudes that, you know, similar to me, used to live in New York for a little portion of them career and, you know, outliers, you know, we're, we're very, we kind of hold our own lane in the game. We never really in the mix of everything all the while we kind of just all only with enough things we did we did us connect with and we just start turn bridging first of all it wasn't really about yo you know boom um they looking at dj and not like that we did us start par because that's a natural progression so um big up to rdx man because you know Delo and renegade introduced me to a lot of the places that i ended up making my own you know like um they are the biggest DJ outside of Belize, in Belize. But they brought me back to Belize. I went to Belize twice before them. 2006 and 2007, I went as Code Red. Mm-hmm. And it murdered the dance. But, but then, as, as you know, I stopped playing music in 08. And that stopped a whole heap of things. So they brought me back to Belize in 2013. And I murdered the dance. You see me? I then first stepped me to Nicaragua. And then I've been back like twice after that. Um they introduced me to Guyana and I've been back to Guyana multiple times after that, etc. So mm-hmm. to all of the DJ them out there, cause enough of the times the show them is not one artist. So I would go there as RDX DJ for the first time in a new territory and book up in another international act with their local DJ. And them does that for look gal. <laughs> look girl and get a nice hotel room and collect a pay and send them the depot on plane. Me not depend that me cut all dub. I'm tell the man, I'm say, yo, they're a renegade. Man, go, they're gonna murder that, you know. And the man said, well, I'm your man, rush, make sure you kill. In fact, in fact, it got to a point where RDX wouldn't perform mm-hmm. unless I played directly before them. So I couldn't play in a DJ segment, and then there's the artist segment, and they might be the closing act. They, for them, song them were phenomenally huge. Like I've seen RDX draw 15 and 20,000 crowds. Over, over. And RDX. Yeah, yo, the biggest shows, I've been around the world with enough artists and I've been on many, many shows with 
as Rush, where other artists did it, and I've never seen crowds like them. You see me? I've been on a show in Belize with Popcorn, and that was a huge show too. And I've seen huge shows, but the Ardex shows were still bigger. Like huge, like Guyana, like huge, like thousands and thousands and like ridiculous. So um, they wouldn't play. So they might be the closing act and the DJ segment might be earlier, but I had to play after the artists that performed before them. I have to play, and I always ended up playing an artist segment. Because them say, yo, Rush, are you for play? Because I want me done with that, you know. Me kick out dance. Me not play dance for just go there and say, boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. My play, I'm going to get too little forward. No, me not depend on that. My pedigree come from Code Red Days. Mm -hmm. You see me? I said, when we flatten dance, and I learned from the best on the stage was just Blade. Mm -hmm. So when we start talk for myself, I me I emulate. Is him and a little bit of Scorpion, you know what I'm saying? A little bit of him, a little bit of them. But um murder the dance them and they open terror. Like when we murder the dance, them I step up my number and say, yo, doc, yo, we had the next yo, in three months we have a thing and blah 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 blah. So there are a lot of the reasons why I've toured so much of South America mm -hmm. and, and Central America on my own. Because I would have shell a dance and then somebody from Panama or somebody from Costa Rica or somebody say, yo, me hear about that you there or me see the videos for that show there. We can't get the artist money yet, but we can get a selector money forward rush. I got them on myself and stuff like that. Because every all your moves are always so, they're very intent. And once you make intent moves, things are going to happen. As you said, you came to the radio because you wanted to get into production. You went on and said, yo, I'm not just playing. I'm going to go shell this. And by you shelling this means you got more dates to come back. Now as not just the opening DJ, but now as the main attraction. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. Crazy, crazy, crazy. When it came to Tinder now, you brought up a name that we've I've heard you talk about a couple of times. Jackal. Okay? Yeah. How did you meet him and how did that whole situation come about? Um, well, I had no intention on signing an artist. It wasn't something that I was looking for. You know, I heard Specialist was looking for an artist when he found Omi. Big up Specialist. But I learned a lot from. Learned a lot from Specialist. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I was around Omi when the, before they, when, when they were doing the cheerleader. I have a song I produced with Omi. Um, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. But talk about that after. But, um, basically, um, when I decided I wanted to be an artist, cause I said, yo, why not? Um, I did a song called tell me what for me to careful of them tatty tatty people. Is it me? I said, I don't really know much what me I do as a DJ, you know, but I don't care. Like I'm, I'm, my shame tree, you know, exists. I don't business. I'm, I don't, I don't, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm a leaper. Mm -hmm. Meaning, meaning that I will make up my mind, I gonna do things and figure it out on the way. We'll figure so it if out I was, yeah, if I could DJ about that song there right now, I wish. Yeah, I would have DJed a thousand times different, but it what, is what remember, it is. That song is that's the same one you're talking about with the Vibes Cartel feature. Yeah, yeah, man. And, and that's your first song out the gate, and this man has a feature like Vibes Cartel, boss. Well, you don't know, big up, big up, big up, Addy. You know the 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 the, the, the link. And the, 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 the friendship goes back dec years, decades, decades now. You see me? So um, this is always a youth that was in my, in my corner. You know what I mean? Like very supportive of me and my and my team. Diamond lead the whole thing. So, But um, 
I was a question again. <laughs> no meeting, meeting Jekyll, how did that whole situation happen? Yeah, yeah. So in that video shoot, right, obviously Cartel, they are jail and um, my cousin them, I shoot the video, I'm going to say, yo, how are going to play Cartel? Part? And the man say, yo, well, my brother look like Cartel, you know. See me, tall, light-skinned dude, and if you don't look at the camera and we shoot some angles from the side, you would have feel like a Cartel. So I say, all right, do your thing, and that was Jackal. So Jackal forwarded on the, the, the video shoot to play cartel, you see me? And then at the end of the video shoot, he's like, yo, I got music. And I'm like, oh God, hear this now, you see me? There's one other person that's gonna send me, and then, you know, worse is rap. And I don't really believe in local rappers. So me, I say, like, for what? You see, you're talking a Pato accent. Why are you putting on a hip hop accent? DJ, like what you're supposed to DJ. So I'm saying the rap music, and then I was like, oh, well, you actually grew up in the States, you have an authentic hip-hop accent. All right, cool. And when I heard the music, I was like, oh, you know, so that brother, you're bad. But the song never mixed good. So I said to Jack, I said, yo, dog, you know, so the song where you give me bad still, but you know, mixed good. And it was actually Delano from Renaissance's son, Delano Jr., that produced the song. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I said, yo, give me, make me mix it properly, bro, because this can do something. He said, all right, cool. I'll get the file from Delano. Mm -hmm. And we get the file and I'm mixed. And to how I did love the song, I gave him back the mix with my with a verse in it. So I forget the lyrics, but I gave him back and I said, yo, I'm upset. You know, offended, you know, because I'm going to DJ a line. And he was like, oh, this is fire. This is fire. I love it. And... Yo, I'll go shoot video feed. We never, I don't, we've never even released that video. Okay. Yeah, we went in New Kingston and we did shoot a video feed. And um, damn, I wish I could find that video. But anyway, that's how me and him start link. Because mm. I did just rate the artist and I did mix to him song them and Vice and one of them. I got a bunch of Jackal collabs that I've never released. Is it me? Uh, I have like, enough. Enough, 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 enough. Some bad, some of my favorite stuff from Jackal is the color. Of course, I'm going to say that come in, I sang still, but it's, it's some of the stuff with me and him, man. And um, it's just, just working relationship. You don't know the thing. Him is a Yonkers, um, New York youth. Me is a, a Mount Vernon and Bronx, New York youth. So I find there's a New York state of mind that I find in New York people. New York people think different. And New York people have a, have a street code where... I can connect with New York people easy. You see me? That's why me and Bobby Condors are bred and all. Like, we just connect like me. Like, me and Bobby Condors connect and talk every day like how oh, me and some man, we know each other for decades. And I don't know Bobby long. It's just yeah. through, through the game, buck up, buck up, buck up. And, and, and you see me? The vibes. So that's what happened with Jackal too. It's just, I just realized this is a real dude, super talented. Um, I, I connect with outliers too. I don't really connect with people that are in the midst of the hype and the uh, people that just stand up on their own and strong, I find some identify with them Monday. So yeah, it just, I'm producing, turns out they live right around the road at the time. He moved, come and was very close to where I live. And we just started the music and producing. And I was like, yo, I could just, could just do some official stuff. And um, drawing all of my links to them because I believe in the situation so much that the album that I did for myself is still packed. Is it me? That's why I part my album because I say, yo, Puff Daddy is a good artist and he's learning the thing. But when you sign Biggie, why are you gonna push your own self? Boss Biggie. 
Mm-hmm. And then bust yourself. And then when you bust Biggie, yo, Biggie, more on the tree collab to me, boss. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll seem more like the logical progression and things. So that's why my album's still there to park up. But that's what happened. Crazy. And then what year was it that you guys connected? That was 20. The video for Tell Me One For Me It was 2016. Mm-hmm. I was started really linking 2017, mm-hmm. the real way. And I think I signed him to the label in 20. In my first label, I started a label just to accommodate the situation. And I think that was 20. End of 2017, 2018. And then we started put out music in 2018. Okay, yeah, yeah. the record label Urban Legends. Yeah, Urban Urban Legend Records, yeah. Yeah, no big situation there. Okay, and what was it that you seen in a Jamaican rapper that you think could actually make some noise either in the scene locally or worldwide? You know, so it wasn't it wasn't the fact that it was rap. It was just the fact that I believed in the artists. Is it me? And I've been around many artists, mm-hmm. but it and as I said, I wasn't looking for sign artists. It's just that it, it all right, I, I I picked Omi before in bus. When I saw Omi, I was like, this you going bus. I did that with Idonia. Ask Idonia about that. When I started working with Idonia, Idonia was in high school. I tell myself, sir, I rated Idonia so much that it was MSN Messenger at the time. My name, and I, I wish I can, I can find screenshots, was Idonia. Because it was just an unknown artist. I said, you know what, I used to so bad, I put my name as Idonia. That's how much I did rate the artist. I was very instrumental in the beginning of Busy Signal, signal career too because I knew that you, that was going boss. So if you ask Busy again, when the first T-shirt that he wore in his first video that said Busy Signal, I printed that T-shirt. Wow. So it, yeah, I gave him that T-shirt. Big up Busy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I did already see, yo, damn Utah. I, I can spot on me and say, no, nothing can't stop that Utah. Nothing. I've never been a fan out the box like I was with Omi. When I first saw the video, for um, standing in all threes. Mm-hmm. I literally went on Facebook, um, typed in Omi, and punched in, and I, I sent a Facebook message. I was like, yo, I hope you guys read this. I'm a Jamaican DJ. Whatever you guys are doing, I need to be a part of your situation. And they did not get back to me. And I was like, <laughs> damn! And then they walked into Hype TV. And I interviewed him. I was like, get the hell out of here. This is the same dude. I was like, yo, yo, and that's the dude. <laughs> you see me? I'll be on say, yo, I'm... In- we need to know that you and you walking in high I'm I want them done now. But they said to airline specialist, I'm going to say, yo, I don't know if you know me, but I rush on the radio and hype TV. And brother, anything you know depend, we need for depend on that team yeah, because I believe in the situation. And right after that, him bust. So I kind of have an eye. I, well, I, I hear, hear for you no know, say, yo, there's something special about that, this, this act. Mm-hmm. You see me? And, um, that's why I did it. It was nothing for doing hip-hop. Hip-hop probably made the journey a little bit even difficult now. Come here, I said, oh, I got to do the hip-hop thing from Yard, but it just happened to be hip-hop. He could have been a soccer artist. Maybe I would have been producing soccer right now. Uh, it wasn't the type of music. It was the actual individual and what they brought to the table is what you saw right away. Facts. That's big right there. Because I know right now one song that you guys are pushing with him featuring Skilly Bang, which you brought up earlier, One Life We Have. How did that come up there, that collaboration? Well, that's the second Skilly Bank um, collaboration. Mm-hmm. The first one what was um, a song called, it sounds like something you get some money to. It sounds like something you get a honey to. Yes, yes, yes. Right. And that was that was big still. That was big in 2020. In mm-hmm. fact, that song made it on some people's 
top 10 songs of the year for 2020, mm-hmm. right? So that was the first song that did um did, did um we did with Skilly Bang and then the connection mech. In fact, right now I'm pretty sure right now Jacqueline and Skilly Bang up on the road apart and just turn brother. Is it me? Now in other brother link up there. You don't know, it's just natural. It's just natural. Brother look out for brother, brother power with brother. Um, they know their strengths, they know their weaknesses, they know their whatever. Long story short of it, Skilly was just reaching out with 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 love, you know. What I mean, I was like, yo, my have a new tune, let's collab. Um, yo, make me a murder that one here, cause you know, he's doing collabs with a lot of people and him team and Jackal is part of the team too. And him say, yo, boom. So he, you know, he reached out for the one life and um Jackal did his thing, murdered it, voiced it right here in this studio. Um from last year. Long time of that one device and send it out and then we had a way on Zoom for put out the rhythm, but Skilly to get it for him for him prodigy uh, album. Mm-hmm. So that one they came out a little ahead of the, the, the it's a juggling. So the juggling I gonna drop any day you now, but um that one they, they go out first. So I were around with and yo the vibe for that is crazy man. Zoom call man say yo Rush your artist boss my boss your artist my boss <laughs> yeah I mean we did already a boss but he must say yo your artist gone for my next level brother mm-hmm. yo that song he must say boy the feedback that he's getting was insane you see me. So um, yeah, that's what it is right now. So we, we you know, we don't really shoot the official video for it. We have a, like a promotional thing for it, and every day somebody asks me for the song, so I email it out to the you know the, the legitimate DJs who ask for it. Come and really want to overdo it to Zoom ready for the reading, but mm-hmm. that going real good in the streets. So it's it what kind of ramping up promotion for now. And what's the what's the plans for the rest of twenty twenty one with Jacko and even yourself? Yo, to be honest, we have another album already. We dropped the first album um, last year. Uh, we dropped that first album. Actually, we dropped the first album in 2019. It wasn't last year. October 2019 was when we first was putting out the, um, the first album, Deporty. But we have another album worth of stuff right now put on. So um, for this year, for Jackal, it's really about how to schedule the releases the right way. It's not like we do have the song. Then. So right now, we have the one life I run with in this one life promotion, we're going to drop a song that's off of the deporty album that we just shot a video for it. Cause it's one of my favorite songs it's called mission accomplished. And, um, if you know me, you know, Jack, we're very motivated, um, optimistic people, you know, we we'll always see the bright side of things and believe that we can do anything. So that's why this song is very special, um, to both of us. So big up to Mitch is a, a song called uh, mission, uh, mission accomplished. We're going to drop that one. Uh, as soon as the video is finished editing between now and the next three weeks and then I've seen you guys actually film that I've seen it on Mitch's Instagram story I think on either Sunday or Monday yeah 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 yeah, we shot the final scene. We shot most of the video already, but we realized we didn't want one more scene and we did go shoot one more scene the other day. And that was the final scene for it. And I'm actually in the video acting. I'm a boxer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, let me so, guess with your shirt off, right? Oh, yeah, man. The girl in request, you see me, you really say, yo, you, yo, 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 yo. Well, yeah, man. So, I'm a boxer in that yeah. one, you see me? So that's gonna come out next, and then after that, we we'll have, we'll have a mad song called um, with Munga. Is it mean that we don't have mix put on and everything? You know the vibes. So we're gonna drop that one. I want to call you know the vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that's probably the next 
three songs, the Skilly Bang, One Life, the the You Know the Vibes, and the um the Mitch mission accomplished. And then after that, we'll just watch what we want to drop next because there's so many songs recorded and put down. You know what I mean? And in fact, we recorded us, we finished the second verse of the, probably the next song after that. Two days ago, we record, every day we're recording or every week we, we, we're recording and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So we have enough tune. Just scheduling the, the, the releases is the only thing we do as we go. And what's been the response to him outside of Jamaica? Oh, Jackal? Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't know because I haven't been able to fly. Yeah. <laughs> big um, big um man thing. But I know we did a show in Belize right before COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, the Slap of the World and great reception. It's great, great, great reception. Big up to Belize, my second home. Um, it was it was my show, as a matter of fact. I promoted that show. It was Jackal, Vanessa Bling, and Sizzla. Seen that. Right. That was, that was my show. And um, it was great. Like they, you know, they were just getting to know the artist them kind of way. They, they gave him mad love. He opened in front of thousands of people. Did very well. You know, the footage is somewhere. I think he have some hype on him page and thing and good vibes. Um, I I haven't been in around the world like I usually used to fly out at least once a month, but I haven't been able to touch the pulse of people around the world, which is where I get a lot of my inspiration from and a lot of my understanding of the music, you know? And you stay at Jamaica too long, you, you get blinded by the vibe, the hype, mm-hmm. without the actual substance of the thing, isn't it? So um, I, I couldn't tell you, but I know that the reception overall from dancehall, and although we are a hip-hop act, uh, our our core audience is still the same dancehall audience that, you know, listens to Cartel and Popcorn and Movado and everybody. So, um, it's great. Like, I've I bonafide bucked up an artist that people were neglecting, weren't giving any love to, and now him can't go a road without somebody say, yo, brother, you know, say that song, yeah? And he's crossed that line from being who to, yeah, man, we're not around the world yet still, you know? We're not running the world yet, but we're definitely out there. We're collabing with, I mean, Skilly Bang is the hottest thing right now. And... We got two collabs with Skilly Bang, and it's, we're never paying the money for them or nothing like that. It's, 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 it shows of where we've come from to where we at. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I know you're even doing a lot of merch and stuff with him too, because I seen a picture somewhere with um, popcorn wearing his shoes. Yeah, well, that's Jackal. I mean, this 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 dude thinks different. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very difficult to be around motivated people like him and not be motivated. But he reached out. He, I'm not even sure the exact details of how it happened, but he got in contact or they got in contact with him, a shoe company. And, um, you know, they, 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 they ended up, he ended up designing it. So the, the shoes that you see Popcorn wearing are called the Luhas. And he designed those. Like he put the gold where he wanted the gold and the black where he wanted the black. And the, he came up with the, the title himself. He drew it. Kajakal is a man that if you, if you notice, he wears a lot of branded stuff that he makes. I went eagle, you know, and just yo, I designed my own thing, and he would do the own stitching himself if he feels like it, and just you know, for the kill some time. Mm-hmm. So it's a youth that always depends on some different type of things. So that's his pursuit and his own personal relationship with the shoe company. But you don't know it's how many artists, big artists, can set them up their own shoe. You know what I mean? No, it's, that's it's, that's not common, especially where you guys are coming from and trying to do it. That's not common. Last one before I got you out of here. 
You've done everything. You've done artists, DJ, radio, producing, no artist management. What's left for Rush right now? Um, you know, the thing is, them say, it's funny, man, because when I, when I watch a lot of motivational people like, you know, Les Brown is my, is my, my done. First of all, I watch a lot of motivation, not only because it helped me, because, but because they say, you know, you are the average of the people you hang around with. And I don't really happen to know many millionaires, isn't it? So I don't really know many industry-dominating billionaires. So I incorporate them virtually. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so anyway, what, what's next for me is really and truly is just to continue my journey because there's a lot of things that these motivational people do or say that I realize coincides with things that I naturally do. And I've seen myself for many years walking up and accepting a Grammy and giving my speech. I know what I'm already going to say <laughs> because I've done it so many times. <laughs> I've given my Grammy, my Grammy's nomination speech, acceptance speech so many times. So for me, it is to continue doing what I'm doing for now. But I don't think my final destination is in music. I'm, I'm more naturally into i can't say i think music picked me more than i did pick it you see me I, i've always naturally been a youth that's into physics and 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 math and science so i've had a yearning interest from in for me for years to actually you know um put my time on my heart into in into that you know i have theories in my mind remember einstein was a patent clerk he was not a trained scientist, and they did not take him seriously in, in, in Oxford and these places. Mm-hmm. And the boy said, you're a rush, rush, you're a DJ. Well, you know about science, you... But it's all right, though, because I know a lot of things in my mind that I know, for example, science has it wrong when it comes down to the dimensions, first dimension, third dimension, fifth dimension, sixth dimension. I've already figured out up to the six dimensions. And what they say is the six dimensions is not what it is. So I would love to have the, the, the time and the money to be able to say, yo, my daughter's school fee and her college fee pay and we don't need to worry about nothing. My mother good. Because I'm not going to necessarily go down science road and know we can't pay my bills. But when bills ain't an issue no more, I'm definitely going to give a lot of time to that. And also, just, I, I might do teaching. Not for money, but I'd be a, I'd be a physics teacher. Like wh- When I was in high school, taking CXE, I took CXE in third form, um, math, and got a one. I was teaching my brethren them. <laughs> like I've, I've taught so many people, math, physics, um, especially those two subjects over the years, just because I, I know how to do it. You know, I know how to get my opinion. Stop thinking this way. Think of it in a way that, it, that people can understand. And um, I tried doing it on the radio. I only got like, they say 30 seconds. I know I can push it to a minute before my boss starts saying, yo, you don't talk too much. <laughs> but I tried to express, like, um, getting certain knowledge across to people quickly. Mm-hmm. So when you have a minute and you got to express a concept in physics on the radio to Jamaican people who might not know anything about physics in a minute, you got to know how to get your point across clearly. Or people that say, yo, what the hell did Russia say for, uh, is it me? So, you know, I, I've developed the ability and, and I already had the ability to be very clear in, in my message and hope, you know, stuff like that. So that's probably what I'm going to do is continue my musical journey, switch over into some science and some, um, maybe some mentoring help some little youths because as I said, I know what it's like to be in a hole, you know, you know what I mean? So I'm probably going to do some of that 
um, like a teaching. And yeah, it's what it is. Because I did hear you somewhere say that you're going to change your world with music and science, but you didn't get into it. And I really didn't understand what you meant at that time there until right now you said, okay, this is what I meant. Yeah, man. Yeah, I remember, you know, the world we know changed after Isaac Newton. Mm-hmm. He changed the world. He gave us the, the physics of the world we live in every day. And then came Einstein who changed the world again with Tesla as well. But Einstein changed the world. It was the world we knew, which was Einstein, which was Newton. And then Einstein gave us the world that we didn't know, which was quantum physics and relativity. The big physics and the small physics. Mm-hmm. The world that we don't live in. You understand? So there's a pre-Newtonian era and there's a pre-Einsteinian era. And now we're existing in the pre-Rush era of science. And there's going to be a post-Rush era where I'm going to contribute something to science as well. And then... The world is going to be different. I like that. I like that rush, crazy conversation, but I got to ask you this one last thing before I let you go. You, you guys started Code Red in 2001. 2001, now, Code Red yeah. appeared to the world. Now it's 2021, 20 year anniversary. If I'm not sure, in Jamaica right now, are parties going on or what's happening in Jamaica right now? None, Tal. Play shut down totally. Not now going. Okay, so then I'll ask you this then. What was the plan for the 20-year anniversary then? Yo, to be honest, Code Red is in the hands of Lank and Chris Diamond. Mm-hmm. I, I hired Lank and I hired Chris Diamond. I, I saw those young talents and just like with Jackal, we realized uh, them two youth can do it and they're doing it. You know what I'm saying? So as the leg- my legacy lives on in three people right now. <laughs> but musically. But um, but the next set of selectors are going to be hired by Chris Diamond and Lank. And they have been hired by Chris Diamond and Lank. And they're bringing the next set of youth them. And um, I don't have nothing to do with that no more. It's their, their world now. Just like I brought, Lee really brought me in the game. You know, um, He showed me certain things in the make sure I said, them big sound boy that will love to take out bass, can't turn down the sound from Black Talent. He gave me the strength in the game. Big up masterly forever. And I gave the strength to the next set of talent to do them, which is Lank and Diamond. And it's really them for continuing on. I'm, I'm too tied up doing a zillion things every single day for me if you think about that now. Mm-hmm. I know that my sound is in capable hands. And... And the most I can do is assist with them. Like, Yo, I need two dub from XYZ or help me write over that war dub, yeah. Or make a link to RX. But beyond that, I leave it to them still. So you never know, you know, because you know Chris Diamond keep dance as well. No, man, Diamond, bad, bad, bad. Especially Sands and stuff. I see them go around the world with that Sands package. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, man, yeah, man, yeah, man. So you never know. You never know what them have planned. I haven't discussed it with them as yet still. Mm-hmm. But, um... You know, the COVID something has slow up enough things still. So who knows? But Chris Diamond birthday is in October. So, you know, no, maybe ties this one into the twenty into the twenty year anniversary. I'm pretty sure he will. Um, or something else that he got up their sleeve. But they lead that. They lead that. Um, I am the supporting act now. Got you, got you. You did you did for them what Masterly did for you. Facts. Got you. They want to check out anything you have coming up, leave your contacts before I get you out of here. Um, hit me on Instagram. You don't know. I just something mainly there. If you like Rush, you don't like Rush, no matter what. I, I see the comments, you know what I mean? And I respond to as much as I want. And I'm down. People, I'm down for any Instagram argument. Ask my wifey. 
Yeah. Enough time three o'clock in the morning, she dead asleep. I'm mistaken. So, yeah, boy, what y'all deal with? <laughs> I don't back from any. You have a dude, my hero. I got heroes in the game. I got, mm-hmm. I got heroes in the game, and they're not musical. Mm-hmm. My number one hero is a brother called Christopher Hitchens. Mm-hmm. Christopher Hitchens is my boss. I know why I read Christopher Hitchens is because he's the number one orator. You cannot out debate him. You don't have more facts than he does. He cares. He doesn't care about your feelings and nothing like that. And he's one of my heroes. So is Neil Tyson. So is Richard Feynman. And these people are highly into intellectual and they will debate anybody and win. And I love that about them. So you see me, I don't in it for tell a man about him, him on him parts, them and him family members. I know I'm not disrespect nobody like that. I'm going to win the argument. I'm going to win the argument because my argument makes more sense than your argument. So, if anybody got a problem with what I said here, hit me up on Wirush Music. <laughs> yeah, man. We can go at it anytime. As soon as we free up, I will get a little... Yeah, man. Why? But yeah, hit me up on, on Wirush Music. Um, and that's really it. I'm ZJ Rush on Twitter, but I'm not. I'm less active there. Mm-hmm. Other than that, look out for Urban Legend Records, man. We, we're going stupidly hard in 2021. Rush, it's been an epic great conversation and what i like they see in so many different parts of rush because sometimes they'll see you on the radio they just hear that part there see you in a party just hear that part there but when we got to sit down and talk they got to see that okay the science part where you're super intellectual the clash part the dub part the touring part there's so many different parts of rush and thank you so very much for bringing them out tonight right here on the entertainment report podcast yeah, muscle, big up yourself, man. But you know, everything you just said a while ago is related. It really just comes down to one thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say this to the young artists out there, and I'm going to say this to the selectors. I'm going to say this to anybody out there in the music game, especially because I know the music game. A lot of people don't know how to change their situation. I see artists are, are, are trying for years and years and years and can't elevate. I'm going to see selectors out there stuck. And don't know how to get to the next level. And all they're saying is, yo, people are fight them or whatever, whatever, whatever. Bad mind and fight will always exist. That will never change. Yeah, I'm sure there's a zillion people watching this right now. Yo, I'm in a light rush. I don't care. It's a message that doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. You, everything you just said about me a while ago is really about you have to be an analytical youth. And you have to be honest. I know that the answer to every single problem is in the mirror. It's not on nobody else. You have to look on your situation. And I have to say to myself, why did I not succeed in that situation? What am I doing wrong? And I mean, for me, I've been lucky to have Master Lee as like my closest friend for decades. And Master Lee would tell me straight, yo, Rush, you're not play good. That never sound good. That mix never sound good. That song, the voice, wrong. Go do that over. Change the second verse. Ray, 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 ray. You got to have honest people around you to give you the feedback. It's so messed That the only the artist say with them, yes, man, friend, them, and them best friend, where's them road manager? That not help you. You need somebody to tell you, say, Ray. And you need to understand that, yo, I'm not making it as a DJ right now because of this. This is my flaw. This is what a bigger man tell me. Somebody that can analyze my situation. I'm not making it as an artist because when I did link the radio man and the man and the bone, two of the man and tell me, say, yo, my lyrics want for fix. But yeah, people feel like I'm them right and they're waiting on the world to be, to realize that they was right all wrong. They're waiting for the world for change, not them. Mm-hmm. So really and truly, it's just 
I never go up on the radars and turn and, and start off as the wickedest thing. Mr. Gale, Olipa fight, now Olipa criticism. And I was, it was justified. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> you see what I said? But I saw the thing set. But I listen to the criticism, them. I'm going to say, yeah, I remember, I'm going to fix things. So anybody were listening to this now, yo, you have to know, so you have to, you have to adjust. It, it, it might take long, you know, but you have to adjust and say, oh, Jano. Oh, Jano. Oh, and then you're going to get there. So in all of the sides of what you're talking about with me, I never start out as the wickedest this or the wickedest that. But perseverance and listening and understanding that, yo, me need to be better. I need to be better. It ain't nobody else's fault. I know like, yo, the brother to fight me, I'm my father, my mother, and my boss. It's true what I'm saying. Yeah, me. Me, I got I gotta be a better mixing engineer. I need to write better song than that. My radio show need to improve. I need to find better arguments as a selector. My remix them some. My marketing. My image. Not for only selector run up on the with only on, on, on like an old t-shirt and on, on old sneakers. I'm to an idiot. We are star to as selector. We's, we's not backup acts. When I travel with RDX, if you don't know who the people stop us in the airport and swear, I'm the artist. Cause my chain big too, I, I, I'm my shirt bling too, I'm a look clean too. Mm -hmm. So I said, because I know me as stars, it's a whole heap of things. You know what I mean? You just got to be self-analytical and honest and be and be willing to make the adjustments. I say, yeah, you know, sir, something in that criticism there. Mm, I'm going to fix things. Epic conversation, Rush. Respect, best bro. way to end the conversation. That advice there, best way because that's dead honest the answer is always with you i messed up it's something i did wrong i i i i i you figure it out and then the rest of the world will come to you word rush thank you so very much let me give you an outro and get you out of here this has been a great conversation big boss all right respect bro respect bro all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com.